Okay, hey guys, my name is Jay. We have an amazing pod uh, lined up for you today. But before we start, I'd just like to request if any any of you would like to support this podcast by some little money, as little as a dollar, yeah, it would be much appreciated. Hey guys! Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabil. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, Beach, uh, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Um, hey guys, um, welcome back to the third world perspective. A little bit um, of a drum roll there. Um, obviously, my name is Pablo. Welcome back to another episode. We are doing transfers for you guys. I'm joined by an Arsenal fan and I'm joined by a Tottenham fan, so this should be very interesting. I'm joined by Lena Swahome and Mile Kevin. Um, yeah, let them say hi. Uh, hello, guys. Uh... This is a sports fan speaking. Uh, not too optimistic about this episode, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, Mille Kevin here, uh, a great Arsenal fan, and we are ready to, you know, see what the world of football has for us today, and in terms of transfers and other news. So I'm ready. Yeah, um, obviously, this is the first time we're having Mile on the podcast. Basically, if you don't follow Mile on Twitter, um, I wonder what you're doing, basically. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Mile Kevin. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, not on Instagram, but on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Third World Pod. You can follow the pod on Instagram at 3 at The World Perspective. Um, so we are bringing you transfer news. I, this has been requested for, I think, by a few people so far. I've received um, texts in my inboxes um, requesting this episode. But obviously, we'll speak. We'll start with Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal, are the Premier League club that are actually hitting the news at the moment. Um, according to Fabrizio Romano, Arsenal are working to announce both Albert Sambilokonga and Ben White um, in the next few days. Um, obviously, Albert Sambilokonga is 21 years old, a uh, talent from Anderlecht. Um, ben White is 23, year old, 23 years old, obviously Brighton um, and Hove Albion centre-back. Um, we know the problems with Arsenal at, at centre-half. Um, according to Fabrizio, the papers are already already signed um, for Lokonga and Benoit will complete the process in the next few days. Um, so the deals are almost done. Fabrizio also confirming that Everton have never made an official bid for Benoit. Um, obviously, um, Arsenal are aside that um, usually hit the transfer market, um, I guess, in the news pretty hard because of their fan base. But Mele, man, what do you make of these of these two signings? Um, do you rate Sambi Lokonga and Ben White? Okay, both signings are youngsters, first of all. But Ben White is tested in the Premier League, and uh, I'm sure he will be he will do all right. He knows the way of the Premier League. He knows the pace of the Premier League. I think he understands how the Premier League, you know, how they play, how it fits well with the criteria that we are looking for. But for Sambi Lokonga, he came from the Pro League. Uh, Underleg, which is uh, a little bit in lower rank compared to the Premier League. So it's a gamble. It's not something that uh, we are sure about. But it's a gamble. 
on the part of Arsenal is a protege is is someone that uh, let's say a Gendouzi type like a Gendouzi type he is not yet tested so it's just that uh, we are hoping he fit in well so you know hope when uh, actually happening are two different kind of stuff so we hope he will fit in well with the Premier League because the Premier League is unpredictable even said stars who come to the Premier League also start to you know having difficulties Yeah, you have the Pepe, he came to the Premier League. He had a, a rough season during his first season, you see. Or we also have the, someone like uh, the one from Manchester United, you know who. <laughs> he yeah, Manchester. Yeah, he came, to, he came to Manchester with a lot of hope. People are saying that this is the season. Manchester United are actually winning it. But, you know, the Premier League has different terms. So, you just hope he copes in well. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, these two young players. Um, I think Ateta is thinking for the future right now. Um, we'll get Milek Kevin's thoughts on on Ateta later. Um, but Benoit is a player, obviously, that was um, lately called into the European squad by England after Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury ruled him out of the tournament. Um, Sambi Lokonga is a player that not most people will know, um, but the thing that you need to know about him is that he's Belgian, um, he's 21 years old, um, he's so young, um, he's, a player, he's a player that it seems Arsenal like a lot, man. Linus, do you, do, what do you make of these two signings? Um, if I think they'll happen in the next few days. What do you make of these two signings? Uh, I think they're great signings, especially the Benoit one, uh, though they don't... Uh, what Arsenal need and you know I believe Arsenal should still be looking for a number 10 at some point in this transfer window but I mean Ben White we've said we spoke about him on this pod we've said how he's a versatile player can play an array of positions and know has good technique uh, good positional awareness and so I mean as Mille has said the Conga is untested I haven't seen much of his game so I really don't know anything about him but Yeah, uh, you know, this is the most positive say, thing I'll ever say about Arsenal, but kudos to our North London rivals. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, sticking with Arsenal, um, they have just sent out 20-year-old centre-back um, William Saliba, um, who they actually signed in 2019 for £27 million pounds from St. Etienne. They have actually sent um, William Saliba out on his third loan spell back to his native France. Obviously, after a loan spell at St. Etienne and Nice, he now joins Marseille for the 21-2022 season. Um, Arsenal Technical Director Edugaspa has actually called the move very important for his development. I know Mille will not agree with this because I've, I, I actually monitor his Twitter a lot and like Mille has usually has um, harsh words to say about Edugaspa. Um, Basically, William Saliba is yet to make a competitive appearance for Arsenal and was not included in Mikel Ateta's squads for the Premier League or the Europa League last season. Um, Mile, what do, you, what do you make of this of this loan uh, move for Saliba? Okay, first of all, the Arsenal have handled Saliba in a very, very wrong way. First of all, they did not give him a chance to prove himself, to establish himself as an Arsenal player. You see, when you are always kept on loan, it actually ruins your confidence. You see, you feel that you are not good enough to play for Arsenal. They want you to improve. So, according to me, Saliba have been handled very in a wrong way, and I hope that uh, his loan on Marseille will prove that he 
fits Arsenal very well because he's actually better than some of the players we have at Arsenal. He's actually better than some of the defenders at Teta Trust. So I don't understand the reason he always goes on loan while we suffer at the centre-back position. We have had players making blunders game after game, but we, are, we don't understand why he keeps Saliba away, yet he's good. Physicality, he has, he has physicality, he has pace, he is dribble resistant. He also knows how to, you know, to put strikers out of the game, something that Arsenal defenders lack. Also, Edu Gaspar, he made decisions, very shocking decisions recently, but also most shocking decisions Edu Gaspar made that made fans very angry. The decisions mm-hmm. to send Willy, Willock on loan. So, mm-hmm. they have they already made a decision to send him to Newcastle for the upcoming season. And uh, we are actually keeping up players that we do not need at the squad. For example, William. Okay, yeah. another yes, another issue again we have with the Edu Gaspar is that he pulls out of the deals that matter to Arsenal. For example, Buendia. We, we were going to sign Buendia. We, we agreed terms with Buendia, but Edu Gaspar, he was on holiday. He he lacked a bit. There was no urgency on Arsenal part. So we let Aston Villa come in and they, you know, they went right through Arsenal and they got our man. So actually, Edu Gaspar managing Arsenal is not the right man to manage Arsenal. The decision he makes is very slow in progressing with deals. Actually, Ben White, if not for the player himself wanting to join Arsenal, he could have basically joined Everton or Chelsea. They were also interested at him. So Arsenal right now, the way we are operating is not the type of a big club. We are a very we are very degrading. We are going down the drain. As per now, we are not that you see the macho Arsenal that everyone feared. There is no longer Arsenal. So what we need to do today to Gaspar. He needs to change. The world of football needs people who act very fast. You see, Manchester United are wrapping up their deals very fast. And, uh, and apart from the Sancho saga that grew almost for three years, but they they do their business quickly. But with Arsenal, they take their time, they negotiate for deals that are very cheap. So that makes fans to lose their cool. They, they don't trust a disaster. They see him as a, someone who doesn't care about the club. So the decisions he makes actually are shocking to the fans. First of all, the defenders that Arsenal wanted gone, like like Rob Holding. I'm actually he was given yeah. a, a new contract. Actually, it was about five years contract. He gave it Rob Holding a five-year contract. Are you okay? And also <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mohamed El Neni. He was also a He's also yeah. some uh, have problems with the lanes, not as a person, but uh, as a player. We have had uh, issues with Arsenal failing to shift deadwoods out of the club. First of all, last yeah. transfer win, yeah, they they had the whole month of you know clearing the players that the club does not need, but they just sat back. So two days later, two days to the transfer deadline. Uh, they now try to ship those players and nobody wants to buy them. So they are still at Arsenal. They are still, still on high wages. 
okay they're still occupying the places for other youngsters in the academy who will who would want to join the main team but they cannot since that space is occupied so i think ateta and the dugasta are failing on managing arsenal affairs in terms of transfers in terms of player management in terms of performance on the pitch also our medical teams they have been failing players actually you have had injuries like a player he gets injured he rushed back into the team he gets injured again like Thomas Partey and Chiene so actually Arsenal under Ateta and they do is not a big club all that's all all that I can say that they are not a big club <laughs> yeah man obviously um Mille ranting about us you can tell the amount of passion that this guy has for his club um Linus I don't know if you were enjoying it while he was ranting because I was basically um smiling because um it seems from a, from an Arsenal perspective that they're just a shambles <laughs> yeah they, I can't I really can't laugh we I, you know we also have problems of our own and so mm-hmm. welcome to the club you know same board it seems <laughs> yeah man it's yeah it's, it's it's very difficult for for arsenal at the moment um obviously the problems at arsenal cannot be solved with one podcast but mile actually hit the hit the nail on the head um obviously if you follow mile on twitter basically you can see him um, ranting about el neni every single day um you can see him basically ranting about um players that like crop holding so um actually it's it's actually a boost that they can actually get benoit although they got him for i think close to 50 million pounds um but i think i think arsenal should be should be positive i think they are also linked um to sign hussein awa from leon for for 25 million pounds actually it may, uh, the, the player wants the move according to reports uh obviously hussein awa is a player that arsenal have been linked with for a while um, i think the move collapsed last season as well so um that's that's something that arsenal fans should be very positive about um another player that actually arsenal are linked with is manuel locatelli obviously just on the euros the other day but um according to news coming out of syria is that um basically um sasuolo want upwards of 40 million euros um because it seems arsenal are ready to pay that amount of money but it seems eventers are actually pleading the rest on this one um according to reports in italy arsenal are waiting for um eventers to actually um to see how this develops with eventers before they actually put in their bid um syria recently has just banned all its teams from wearing green jerseys on the season starts in august um so basically we know sasuolo won't wear green come next season um so the question is what will be their home colors but another question is if manuel locatelli will actually be their player um next season um Juventus the only deal that they have approached Sassuolo with is that um basically their opening the opening bid was a loan um with an obligation to buy for 30 million euros that was quickly shut down by Sassuolo and um according to Fabrizio these negotiations will continue in the coming weeks um because Juventus consider him as a priority Um I'll ask this to Mile very quickly man do you think Arsenal can get um Manuel 3 years old Okay honestly at the moment Arsenal are not able to sign Locatelli with Juventus also interested at the player and it seems that the player also wants to go to Juventus and uh he'll only join Arsenal if Juventus are not able to match Sassuolo's uh Sassuolo's demands but by the going juventus may might include a player in order to soften things up with the swallow so 
Arsenal signing Locatelli is a 50-50 deal, but Juventus might actually get him. Since the player wants to go to Juventus, he might actually sit out on his contract and join Juventus for free. So it's like uh, it's hope. It's just hoping that he chooses Arsenal over Juventus, but uh, unlikely. But we hope that uh, other targets apart from Locatelli will also be considered because when a player doesn't want to join Arsenal, like you have to convince him to join your club, that means he has no desire to play for your club. He only join for money. So that's the type of uh, issues we have with players of this current generation. When you yeah. try to sign him to a club uh, without a desire of joining the club, he will come because of money, but not for the for the badge. So I think Arsenal move away from Locatelli if he doesn't want to come to Arsenal because trying to force someone to come to your club that uh, doesn't sit well with me personally because when someone doesn't have that desire to play for the badge it always comes out the wrong way so Locatelli yeah. if you want to go to Juventus I think you should just go to Juventus yeah um yeah obviously Juventus playing Champions League football um in the new season and we all know Arsenal will not be playing any form of European competition um, I, I think I had Linus chuckling. <laughs> chuckling. Um, yeah, so obviously it, it's clear um, we know where um, Locatelli actually prefers to play his football. Um, also, I think I think um, Italians actually love playing in their country. I think the Syria is a kind of um, platform that they really I think it's their um, basically their Mount Olympia or something. So I think I think it's really um, Syria. Linus, do you want to mention? Do you want to quote um, to actually comment on this? Can we just go on? Yeah, we can move on. I have no interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Obviously, to Tottenham news now. Um, obviously, Tottenham have found a manager after after weeks and weeks, not weeks actually, but months of um, certain manager and managers actually turning them down. Um, they have been linked to um, managers like um, Antonio Conte. They have been linked to managers like Bruno Laja, I think, before he went to Wolves as well. Uh, they have been linked to many managers. They have their, their man. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo is the manager at Tottenham and he has confirmed that Gareth Bell will not be part of the team next season. At the moment, Bell is in Madrid. Um, obviously, um, Zinedine Zidane is not um, in Madrid at the moment, so his future is a little bit over on a 50-50 situation. Gareth Bell actually just turned 32 years old yesterday. Um, so, happy birthday, Gareth Bell. Um, and basically, we don't know where he plays football in the next season, man. Um, Linus, would, did you want actually Bell to play um, in North London, or um, is this is this a no-brainer for you that he needs to go back to Madrid? Uh, funny season, you know. Comes on well for one, he barely played in a Mourinho and. Whenever he did, he'd put a, he'd, you know, have a hit or miss performance. That you really didn't know what you're getting from him. You know, we saw at the Euros, he was a much better player. Uh, for some reason, able to find such form for, for us as a club. Besides, I think the position that, you know, the positions he'd be eligible to play, I think, why, why, why have a player on loan, you know, taking football that 
would better suit a long-term player for the club. So I don't mind him going back. More of the problem we have right now to shift, you know, a lot of deadwood. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, incomings at the moment don't really um, don't really um, interest me. How I many at coins we can have by the end of the transfer season? like I was saying Tottenham are a side that actually need a little bit of shading um, players like um, Aldaveril players like not Vatongen Vatongen has actually moved on players like Serge Oria um, obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a club that needs a lot of shading um, there's a lot of dead weight in that um, club um, who, do you, who do you like to see leave man? Mm, like you mentioned Toby Serge I wouldn't mind you know Loris going at this point Mr. <laughs> Sissoko, Lamela, Lucas Moura, uh, a lot, a lot. We really need to trim this code because contrary, contrary to what you know, people might believe, I think whenever it comes to transfers, we tend to spend That's not on the, on the rich side. So once you have players, you know, uh, you know, uh, living, um, you free up a bit of wage, and with that, you can, you know, include a couple of players inside. So, yeah, uh, we a lot. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind uh, even a high-profile player like I want to say Harry Wings living. I wouldn't mind that um, because, yeah, we, we do need to rebuild. We do need to rebuild. Most of the squad is. Is good, but not good enough to take us where we want to be. And so, we need to examine what we have and see how can we make it better. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, the the rebuilding part of it, um, the signings are just as important as the people, as the players that the team actually needs to let go. Um, Eric Lamela is a player that actually stood out for me in that list that you mentioned. Obviously. Um, most people, most people remember him um, this season for the for the Rabona against against Arsenal in the North London derby, but um, obviously his contract is 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 ending in 2022. Um, so after after this season, he has only one year left in his contract. I think that's a player that might leave. Um, we'll see we'll see how Nuno Espirito Santo likes him. Um, also, we'll see how he plays. Um, we know he favors the three for three. Um, obviously, players like Sajuria are more useful in a three-four-three than a back-four. So um, we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see how, how that develops in North London. Um, but basically, the news that actually involves one of the one of the Tottenham players, um, Harry Kane. This will roll on and on in the in the in this summer. Um, basically, in this summer transfer window, um, Harry Kane. We know um, he his value is upwards of 100 million pounds, not euros. And um, basically, news coming from Manchester is that Manchester City are ready to buy both Harry Kane and Jack Grealish if their parent clubs are willing to sell this summer. Um, we're not talk. Um, basically, they have, they have been they have stalled a little. Um, they have not they have not been any official bids yet for Harry Kane or Jack Grealish from Manchester City. Um, we know the, the situation that is that is in and around there. Daniel Levy does not want to sell Harry Kane. Um, 
no no espirito santo does not want to talk about um hurricane at the moment the moment he says that he's very basically eager to meet him and eager for him to join the squad but linus you see hurricane leaving this summer ah uh, no it's looking unlikely because <clears throat> first i want to ask well, whoever is in charge of transfer that man city what are you doing how do you how do you value hurricane and jack Grealish? At the same amount you know any any man who knows their football will go that, that that's wrong you know mm-hmm. you can't you can't say jack Grealish and hurricane cost the same and when a player you know when, when a manager should such as daniel levy assess this then he goes if you say jack Grealish is worth 100 then harry is what 150 200 and you're pressing out said player out of your reach but mm-hmm. i mean it's looking more it's looking unlikely because there are rumors coming from you know the city camp that just matches in, in this case Lewandowski. uh you know man united hasn't really said anything and chelsea seem to be focused on Haaland and you know those are the only three clubs that seemed like <coughs> options for Kane at one point so Yeah. It's looking likely now that he might stay. But again, it's still, yeah. it's still there's still you know some time before the window closes and anything might happen. Yeah, um this um, I, I think this will rumble on for for the rest of the summer. I think the, I think there'll be there'll be I think there'll be there'll be a rush for him to get to the summer. Most club will not not just be able to put the deal that um basically Daniel Levy demands upwards of 100 million pounds so um I think that will be difficult for most clubs but um in other news former City and Real Madrid player Bayern Diaz has just made the, the switch from the Spanish capital to basically the fashion capital of the world Milan um AC Milan to be exact actually um AC Milan basically Um, the deal is a loan until June 2023. Obviously, Real Madrid likes two-year loans. Um, we don't know the reason why, but um, I think that comes with three million euros and a buy option of 22 million euros for Madrid. Um, the Ma- Madrid have also a buyback clause in that one for 27 million, um, basically euros. Um, Brahim Diaz obviously is a player that actually came out of came out of City. People are labeling him a talent, um, but he has made that move to AC Milan. Obviously, AC Milan have also signed World Cup and Champions League um, champion of Chelsea Olivier Giroud for two million um, euros. Um, obviously, one million guaranteed and one million in add-ons. Uh, so basically, that's that's news coming from from Milan. There, Jose Sar also has signed contract as new as the new Wolves goalkeeper, a replacement for Rui Patricio. Obviously, Rui, Rui Patricio made the move to Roma. Um, basically, the Portuguese signing for the former Benfica manager Bruno Laja from Olympiacos. Jose Sar. Jose Sar is 28 years old. Patricio is 33. Um, but we'll move to Man United news now. Um basically on the 30th of June um before the Euros actually started Fabrizio tweeted out to his 3.5 million followers confirming that a deal had been reached between Manchester United and Borussia Dortmund for Jadon Sancho in the region of up to 90 million um basically euros with add-ons man united have not announced the signing yet um we've all seen the memes on social media of fans actually um requesting actually pushing man united administrations on social media to announce Jadon Sancho um the rumor is a five-year contract until 2026 
Um, obviously, Sancho hit the news um, together with Rashford and Bukayo Saka. Um, if you guys didn't listen to the previous episode, you can go back and listen to the previous episode after they were racially um, abused, um, basically on social media and in 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 the in the real world as well. Um, after 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 they they lost their penalties, they didn't um, score their penalties in the Europe final. Um, I know what Linus has to say about Jadon Sancho and this deal. Obviously, it's a risky one, but considering that Sancho is 21 years old, Linus, um, basically, do you think there'll be more of an there'll be more upside to this signing than downside? Yeah, as you said, it's a risky one. It's high risk, but if if he does go on to be a great player, then I. Um, he's. He's looking like a good player. Mm-hmm. He knows how to contribute to Fix your writing problems. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, what can I say? It's a thing. I think you. I think the price might. Uh, uh, what might complicate things? Let me it, say uh, because. Yeah. Yeah, because to when you sign such a young player at such a price then it might performance is he might feel a pressure to deliver and might not yeah. and, you know so yeah but for the money if, you know for the money if he does want to be a good player then you see it's money that could, could be recouped and plus and, and be added upon but yeah yeah yeah, obviously news from Manchester is that he completed his medical. Um, I think I, I don't know. I don't know why the, why they are waiting. Um, basically to announce him, but um, United fans would love to wait a little bit longer. Um, for that announcement to come, but also news is that United have opened talks with Real Madrid for Rafael Varane. Um, obviously these talks actually opened a few weeks ago, but the talks have now reopened. Um, with them this week, according to Fabrizio Romano. Fee is expected to be in the region of 60 million um, euros. Uh, moves have also zero intention of accepting any loan bid for Alex Telles. Obviously, Roma wanted him on loan. They have also not accepted a similar proposal for Diogo Dalot. Um, a similar wanted to get Dalot on um, loan plus buy option. Um, so that's the news with my United. Um, we'll see if that goes on. Um, basically, when it comes to Rafael Varane, I think he's a good player at the moment. Um, I'll, I'll actually switch to my fan side um, on this one. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's that good as people actually believe him to be. Um, he's a player that that is basically has is so used to playing with with such good centre backs alongside him. Um, I think he might struggle um, playing in a Man United side that doesn't have def- is um, a very good um, defence. A Man United side that is still trying to find its feet. Um, Obviously, I think he is an improvement on Lindelof and and Bailey, but I don't think he has more upside than 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 downside. Um, this signing obviously is just a month um, younger than than Harry Maguire, um, and we might get five or six years from him. But I'll actually pre- I, do, I would have actually preferred um, if United went on to sign a younger centre back um, than than Varane. I think I think if they United actually had a better scouting program, they would have found one. I had been white, but it seems Arsenal are wrapping that up. So we'll see how that turns out. Do you like Varan Linus? No, I, it doesn't make sense why Varan, especially now, because the figure you're quoting is 60 million. 
But I know you yeah. could get a, a, you know, Milan Skriniar, who for me is a yeah. better player, younger player, yeah. for less, much, much less, maybe even half the price. So I really don't know why Varane. I, uh, do I like Varane? Uh, uh, no, because he has this. <laughs> whenever when, when we did when you know when I'm talking about France, how he plays for France, he he tends to stray away from his position, from his central defensive position, and move on to a, a wider you know to the wider areas of the pitch i really don't know why i don't know maybe maybe it's a tactical thing but it, he has that that characteristic which doesn't make sense to me whenever you're watching him so uh, no i yeah. there are better options out there cheaper options yeah. certainly yeah yeah, uh, yeah like milan's crony just mentioned i like him a lot obviously he was very integral to inter milan's um run in, into winning the scudettis he's only 26 years old um, so yeah, that 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 might that might be a better option. I like that. I like Skriniar um, better than Varane. Um, I think I think I think Varane has, has has more downside than upside. But I think is is actually an improvement on Bailey and Lindelof. Um, other news that are, that are actually coming from Spain um, is that aside from the Varane story, is that Griezmann. Um, is actually nearing a move to Atletico Madrid, which doesn't make a lot of sense at the moment. Um, obviously, um, he moved to Barcelona a few years ago for a lot of money, 100 plus in euros. Um, I think 130 something or something, um, close to that amount, a lot of money. Um, so Griezmann is nearing a move back to Madrid. I, I think this, the news coming is that it's a swap deal um, with Saul Niguez. Obviously, Saul um, wants basically a new challenge. Um, obviously, it, it seems like this one is keen on making a return to Madrid. Um, I think Saul has also received bids from Premier League clubs, and it seems that Atleti are prepared to sell. His agent, Joshua Barnett, who I think is also um, Gareth Bell's agent, um, I'm not sure about that, but I think so. Um, he's saying that Saul will do what is best for Saul, man. Linus, just I need you to make sense of this, man. Um, does it make sense for Griezmann to actually move to Madrid? Does it make sense for Saul to actually move to Barcelona? Well, we'll start with. I know Barcelona. Barcelona are supposed to be broke, and this would be. <laughs> they've made already four signings in in Depe, Sergio. Masandal, I forget the fourth one. So you're thinking to yourself, what is Barcelona doing? I mean, you uh, for the past season you've had you've had them say financial issues. Uh, to the manager who you know, uh, or rather, not a manager, uh, the uh, managing director in John Laporte, the yeah. president of the club. Yeah. Again, he he ran his campaign on we're going to fix these issues. Uh, Messi having to take uh, a contract that's half the value of his previous contract because of financial issues and to see them do this i mean barcelona are not making a lot of sense and this move <laughs> itself you know, i was surprised that Griezmann makes 800k per week and that that you know seems like a joke why i mean not not to say, not to say he's a bad player but not a player definitely you're paying 800 you know thousand a week uh so i'm not even sure how how if if you were to demand the same um contract demands at atletico how would atletico afford such you know such a price so probably he's aiming to take a pay cut uh saul again I, look not a player but the other you know when we 
I really, you know, what what is Barcelona's end goal here? Because, mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying, doesn't make sense. It does not make sense at all. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Yeah. Basically, it's 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 basically the way for me the way that Barcelona actually makes um business decisions is actually um mind-boggling to me because um say the same players for hundred plus million um and the, those players actually turn out to be flops. If Man United, Man United has never signed a single player for hundred million um basically euros. Um. If Man United actually did what Barcelona are doing at the moment, basically um we would have been cut off. I think cancelled. I think. Canceled culture is the thing at the moment. Um, Barcelona signed basically Coutinho for I don't know how many hundred million plus. Coutinho is, is a player that basically now right now his career is up in there. We don't know um, if he'll ever come back to his to his form again. We don't know if he's still a good player. We don't know what's going on with Philippe Coutinho. Um, Griezmann, um, they did that with him as well. Um, we've also seen it with Dembele as well. Dembele is still at the club and I think he was, he was a little bit helpful for Barcelona last season. But that's also another player that cost them upwards of 100 million euros and still not there's nothing there um, so for me this it makes sense on the business side of it because Barcelona need to upload Griezmann and that incredible amount um, of wage that actually earns from Barcelona um, it makes sense for the books um, but it doesn't make sense overall as a, as a business decision especially with, with the swap for Saul actually coming into the equation it doesn't make, make a lot of sense um, I think I think Saul would be better off at, at yeah, go on. Yeah, when you think of when has at the moment, you have Pedri, you have um, who else? Pjanic. That keeps escaping me. And yeah, I mean, Pjanic. Oh my God! I mean, I forgot Pjanic is still their player. <laughs> you know, Busquets. Why is the next time midfielder? Why? So yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense, man. But obviously, I think Joan Laporta has actually done a better, a better piece of business than actually the previous manager, who almost actually lost Leo Messi, um, who actually lost um Luis Suarez. Um, I think if Laporta was was at Barca last season, I think Luis Suarez doesn't leave the club and win the La Liga with with Atleti. Um, but I'll just, I'll just basically very quickly speak about the Leo Messi um deal that he has actually signed um with Barcelona, which is also another shocking thing um for me i thought i thought Messi would actually sign a one-year deal with barcelona and not a five-year contract so um this this contract um that Messi will sign in the coming weeks will keep him at the club until 2026 so Messi will be 39 years old by the time this contract comes to an end um so you can imagine 2026 is, is like it seems a, a, a lot further down the line um leo obviously became a free agent on the first of july he will take a 50% pay cut and earn $86 million a year. Um, that's in dollars. And it will still be the highest paid athlete in the entire world. Um, the last deal um, that Messi had, obviously, with Barcelona was a mammoth $555 million euro deal in four years, which actually translates to dollars in $646 million in four years. So he was earning close to $139 million euros per year. Um, but obviously that that deal has actually um, been cut into half. But the, obviously there's a, there's a thread somewhere on Twitter. I think I think I retweeted it. You guys can follow my Twitter at public on your own. There's a thread somewhere on Twitter actually explaining um, the deal that Messi actually signed. 
Um, but my thinking was that Messi would sign a one-year deal and go to the US. I think there was a there was an ownership situation um, where he could have perhaps had um, equity in an MLS club and actually play, become a player owner um, for a club there. But um, it seems like that's not um, in his plans at the moment. Linus, what do you make of um, the second best player in the world actually signing for Barcelona for five more years? Uh, Ronaldo signed for Barcelona for five more years. Of course, I mean, no one wants to lose Messi. <laughs> if, if you're Barcelona, you, you never want to lose Messi. You know, you know, you want Messi to be your one club man. You he provides, you know, uh, the marketing tool. I mean, business wise, marketing wise, he'll 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 earn you quite a lot in a year. Uh, and also on the pitch, he'll deliver results. So you never want to lose a Messi. But five for five years, I mean, on his part, I'm thinking maybe he wanted to, you know, stay around Spain, maybe for the family, for the kids. He wanted his kids to grow around Spanish culture. But I thought by now he'd be looking at a move to, like you said, the MLS or probably South America. But yeah, I mean, he chose to stay and that would be good news for Barcelona and its fans. Yeah, obviously the money the money is, a, is an issue there. Um, still being the highest paid athlete in the world, um, obviously the mad players actually being paid a lot of money um, in this world. Um, but I think I think also getting paid such an amount until you're 39 is actually a good deal. I don't think anyone would actually be mad at that. Uh, obviously, Jean Laporta actually came into the job. Um, basically, I'm um, um, begging um, basically Barcelona fans to to give him a chance, and that he promised them that he'll actually keep Leo Messi at the club. It seems that he has come good on his promise. It, it seems like Leo Messi will stay at Barcelona for a long time. Um, but we'll quickly jump to to England, man. Before we end this episode, um, this was actually slightly shorter, which um, it's, we're not used to. But like, um, according to reports all over Europe and especially from Turkey, Galatasaray are set to complete an agreement to sign um, former Leeds left back, obviously the fullback Gianni Aloski, um, a student of Marcelo Bielsa as a free agent. Um, after talks collapsed with Patrick Van Arnold, Galatasaray were in for Patrick Van Arnold, um, former Chris, um, the Crystal Palace, basically fullback. Um, obviously, these you guys might wonder why we are breaking this news, but this news is actually this is actually a big deal um, for anyone associated with Leeds. Um, obviously, I'll just give you guys the backstory. Back in 2000, Leeds were playing in the in the current version in the former in the UEFA in the European Cup, which is actually the former version of the Europa Cup, um, the Europe the Europa League actually. And they were they were playing they were playing in the semi-finals and they met against Leeds. Um, and basically, um, they went to Turkey to Istanbul to play Galatasaray, and um, two Leeds fans were actually killed. Um, murdered in cold blood by um, Galatasaray fans. They were actually stabbed to death. Um, so um, basically, um, the, that was the first leg. The second leg, um, basically, Galatasaray went to Leeds to, to Elland Road to actually play Leeds, and they won that one. Um, no Galatasaray fans were actually allowed in the stadium. There are no Galatasaray fans at all. But Galatasaray still um, advanced in the tie, and they went on to win the the European Cup. Um, so from that moment on, they basically there's there's a, there's a there's a beef man between Leeds and Galatasaray. 
and um, obviously Leeds fans are not happy that Alioski is actually signing for for a team considering the amount of history that there is between this club these two clubs because two fans actually died um due, due to the I think the the rashness or the basically bad behavior or something whatever you want to call it from Galatasaray fans um there's been a lot of backlash against Alioski on Twitter obviously there's, there's been a few um people actually claiming that um it happened a long time ago 21 years ago so um people can move on but like um those were quickly shut down considering um it's st- it, it was still modern cold blood man um Linus, can you can you can you can you actually touch on this man do you, um obviously from 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 a death point if someone dies it's actually a big deal but um obviously the history 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 is very important in this case man um do you think do you think the the funds are actually um should uphold this because it seems it seems that it's, it's very important to them do you think that Alioski basically is making a bad decision um to going to basically not not even a rival club but a club that i think there's bad blood i mean well for one i wouldn't hold it against alioski to join galatasaray uh second like you said it happened 21 years ago i think at some point you know uh whatever the actions of particular of a particular group do not necessarily represent the entire group or in this place galatasaray and so as much as Leeds fans might feel might still feel you know uh, the effects of such a devastating of such a devastating event i think now by now people need to move on you because it, it was a different generation at different time uh, and i mean such hostility should not should you know such hostility should, uh, be allowed to live uh throughout generation after generation and so for me for me he's been nothing wrong with his career and you know he's he didn't even like a leads uh i don't want to say a leads player but a leads leads player you know yeah. he, he didn't grow up around the community and then going to the club and so on and so forth he he, he plays for macedonia so i i don't see it as a betrayal as much as as leads fans might see it but then again i may be wrong yeah. i'm not a leads fan yeah um uh, obviously um lenas has take on that um i think i think i think um leeds fans might disagree i think most might um but obviously um there's a point there in considering the fact that um alioski is just doing what's best for his career um but also on the other part um you need to consider um the fans that actually cheered you on the fans that actually adored you the fans that are actually tied to the history that is um leads united um but basically um that's just a little bit of trivia for you guys um i think alioski will 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 confirm his move to galatasaray in the next few days um basically that has been the podcast um it has been a little, a little bit shorter than usual um but like we thank you guys for listening um obviously we are on the road to 100,000 plays according to Linus Wahome Linus actually needs um the pod to have 100,000 plays for him to join social media obviously we have been begging him to join twitter um on Instagram um if he can but like um Linus needs 100,000 plays to join social media so basically um share the podcast um 
share it with your friends actually you can tweet it out you can follow the pod on twitter at third world pod you can follow the pod on instagram at 3rd world perspective you can follow me on twitter at pablo iconero again linus is not on the socials our guest has been mile kevin you can follow him on twitter at mile kevin um linus any parting shots um for today i want to say to lester and its fans that i see you i see you making money moves in this transfer market Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lester doing some good business, and I want to shout out Lester. I want to shout out whoever whoever is in charge of such business at Lester. Yeah, man. Yeah, there yeah, play, are players also as well. Mares, um, Kante. Um, their players are not usually sold for cheap. Maguire, Chilwell. Those players have been sold for close to 300 million um, euros. So. Um, yeah, shout out to Leicester. Whoever's doing business at Leicester, I think those um, Thailandese um, owners basically are very good with their business and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they are. Yeah, man. Um, I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. At the moment, we have 22 countries listening to the to the podcast. Obviously, um, Iceland and um, Switzerland have just joined the the fold. Thank you guys for listening. Um, over 1,100 plays now, nearing 1,200 plays. Um, basically, help us help help us help us to actually grow. Um, we also have a listener support segment. Um, you can support the podcast with as little as a dollar. Um, basically, shout out to everyone who listens to the third world perspective. Um, every single play is actually appreciated. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, we'll see you guys in the next one. Lena, say bye. Oh, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, see you later.